Hello everyone, I am Mirta Hurtado Rivas. No VIPs or rock stars, just simple people sharing their life stories to trigger discussions around important topics or simply to inspire us to embrace challenges ourselves. Welcome to Leadership. Hi, Ellen. How are you? How are you, Mita? How are you doing? This is exciting. I'm so excited. Thank you very much for the invitation. You're very welcome. Ellen, maybe you can give us just a very brief introduction about yourself so that um, our audience knows who you are. All right. Yeah. And, and, and this is kind of a very weird mix of who I am, at least from the professional point of view. I'm a, I'm a family man. I, I, I am married 25 years to Cecilia. I have five kids, from ranging from 24 to 11. Three boys, two girls. Um, professionally speaking, uh, I'm, uh, I studied business in, um, in, um, in, uh, in college. And then I did uh, what most of the people does, uh, do, it's uh, an MBA. Uh, but also, I was always re related to the IP world, and uh, somehow um, it came from the family that uh, my dad had uh, a law firm, an IP, what it's called, this IP boutiques. And uh, and since I was super super uh, young, I, I remember receiving these Christmas cards uh, to to our house from from my dad's clients, and and this was always was fantastic because I saw uh, Christmas cards from uh, brands like Nestle or Rolex, which were amazing business cards when they used to send them, you know, this is, I'm 51 years old. So this is, well, whatever, 40 years ago. So I, rem I always remember the Nestle brand with a little bird and in gold, it was amazing. And, and I always heard about this um, kind of different industry. So I, I was always intrigued um, and, and attracted to it. And um, so even though I'm not a lawyer, uh, I, I went to, in the year 2000, to uh, the U.S., to Concord, New Hampshire, and I studied what is called a master's degree in intellectual property, which is equivalent to an LLM in IP. I had friends all over the world, uh, lawyers, and I have engineers. And so, so it was a fantastic uh, plan that was in the year 2000. And then um, I continued doing that. I, I basically I help my my friends, clients, etc. in in what it's called uh, intellectual property management. And when I came back from 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 and this is the second hat that I have, it, when I came back from the U.S., uh, I learned about technology transfer, technology transfer, and and of course I knew about patents, but I but I learned about patent licensing and the university research. Uh, projects and all that. So, so I came back to Chile and I realized that there was some research being done, uh, public research, publicly founded by universities, but simply in 10 years of research from, I remember it was from 1990 to the year 2000, uh, zero patents were filed from th th that research in Chile. So I said, well, this, this, must be happening, something must be happening here. And I started a, a, a consultant company to help local universities protect their inventions and, and, and license their technology, basically. And that's how I got involved with entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and scientists and spin-offs 
And that's my second hat today. So today, uh, one hat is IP, and the other hat, it's uh, entrepreneurship venture capital. And I have a, a small BC fund that we try to invest in, in young startup companies. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Sorry, it took me a little bit long. <laughs> no worries, and thank you so much for sharing all that. Um, so maybe let me step a little bit back and turn the clock backwards. I would be interested in knowing what you dreamt of becoming as a child. What was your kind of, you know, favorite job when you were very young? Absolutely. And, and what, 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 I don't know why I had this drive uh, on doing, uh, doing uh, uh, an entrepreneurship, uh, of, of, of doing companies, of, of creating stuff. I was always very active and um, since uh, a young age, I start um, selling stuff and I start uh, doing business and I, I start doing, creating, uh, I, I would not say companies because there were not companies, but doing small businesses just to try to make some money, but also because I enjoy that. I enjoy the, I enjoy the challenges uh, and um, that start growing. And, and if I look back now, I can, I can realize that I have created like, uh, you know, when you do a company, you create your partnership, your, your, L, your LLC or whatever company vehicle you have. And I have created like over 50. So, so when I was, since I was young, very young, I, I, I really enjoy creating stuff. And I, and I had this drive to solve issues or problems. And, um, and that's something that, that really attracted me since, since uh, many years. I have created like 50 companies. Most of them have died, but, uh, but a few of them have survived. And, uh, and, I, and I really enjoy that. And I have learned, Mirta, to, uh, that that's something that really drives me today, after all these years, is to give employment. I don't know if, if I can say it right, if, I, if I'm transmitting it right, but when I feel that there's a, one person that depends on my uh, monthly check, and that person, their, his family or her family depends on that check. That gives me uh, um, energy. That I love that sensation, and I love to create opportunities, and I love to learn when when I start working with somebody twenty years ago that this person now is better, and he's a better professional, he's a better person. Has I have offered value to him. And that, that drives me a lot. That, that I really like that part. Thank you. It's impressive. Um, I wonder, just, I, I'm trying to set up my, my association and already takes me so much effort that I'm, I'm impressed by hearing the number 50. But you know, um, I started later doesn't mean I, I won't be successful either. Um, exactly. But, so let's uh, maybe an other kind of aspect I'm, in, I'm interested in is do you believe that some of these drives, you know, your also your desire to take over responsibility for others, as you just mentioned, by giving employment, do you think that this is based on family values or values that you have gotten throughout your education and childhood, or would you think they, they come from somewhere else? It is a bit, uh, yeah, intriguing intriguing never never thought about it never thought where it came from um we are uh three i have two older sisters uh carol and vivian and uh, they're both teachers 
um, one of them, Carol, is a teacher. She studied business, and now we work together. And she controls the. She's the CFO of the of the firm, so she's very strict. Um, but I would say that none of none of them, my two sister, have this drive to create to be an entrepreneur. None of them. So um, I wonder how I got it. And uh, my dad, he was uh, uh, he was a risk taker. My dad, uh, I remember, and, and he was an innovator. Um, I, I, I today I remember uh, very clearly that uh, in the year 1978. I was born in 1969, okay? So let's put things in perspective. And um, the year 1978, he had this, this law firm, and uh, they searched trademarks by using cards. And, 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 and there was this cardex where you would search trademarks by using cards. And he said, you know what? We, we, we should try to put this into a software. I'm talking to you about 1978. So he starts studying basic four, which was a software language to create things. And I remember he bought the first computer ever to arrive to Chile. And the drive, the hard drive was like a UFO, you know, the UFO things like you see flying. I mean, you, you dream of them, they're flying. Like this size, I mean, it was like a, um, the diameter was like two foot a diameter. And it, always, it was only one megabyte in a huge hard drive that you take it and you put it like that into a machine. And that was the first computer. And, and he created, not only that, but he created the first phonetic search for trademarks that after creating that, he also gave that for free away to the friends, other law firms. At that time, they were all, all very good friends. And, and, friend, and law firms that until today they exist. And he gave that software away for, because they have good friends. So he was a, a, a visionary. He was a, a very innovative person. He took risk. Everybody told him that he was crazy when he was doing that. And today, you know how we search trademarks all, all, all over the, the place. So I think I, I, I maybe have something to do with my dad and this uh, risk-taking and, um, uh, well, Th that could be that could be maybe why why I have all this this passion for entrepreneurship. Thank you, Alan. Um, now, even though you have um, been mostly, you know, your own boss, um, I still would be interesting in knowing from you if you can share what you believe a good leader is. What kind of you know characteristics a good leader could have or should have. And absolutely, and and I and I have this. I have thought this. I have thought, and and not because you invite me to this incredible chat, but uh, because uh, even though I have never worked, I have worked uh, a, a few times in a company in a corporation where you will see the structure and all that. Uh, in my in my very small companies or or, or startup companies, uh, even in the law firm or in the venture capital fund. Uh, well, you have to have that leadership in place, and and uh, and I come and I came to the conclusion that there's, of, as as you know, much more better than that I than I do. There are different sort of leaderships, and the one that I believe in is the one of leaders, leadering 
is that correct word? Leading? Leading. Leading. Thank you. Sorry for my English, everybody. No worries, I'm not, no this, is, this is not my, my first language. So leading by example. I think a good leader is the one that can lead by example. So I show people what to do, how to do it by giving that example. Of course, that example is not always a good example. I, I, I make so many mistakes. But, um, but if I want to push a team I'm, uh, that, that needs to drive through an, through an issue, I will be leading that team through engaging into trying to solve that issue uh, more than anybody else. And, and then people will follow on and step into the, 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 the matter that we're trying to solve. So I try to lead by showing how to do it, basically. I don't know, and I do know that it's not the only way of leading. I do not know this is the best one, but it has worked for me. Um, it just happened a couple of months ago because of the COVID that there was a, a, a challenge Uh, offered to me um, by, uh, by a Ministry of Science and Innovation in Chile. And we had to create this tele-ICU, basically uh, uh, a platform that uh, all the ventilators, uh, can you say ventilators? The, the machines that are connected to, to the people that it's uh, seek, that you can see all the numbers uh, and measures, uh, not from the machine, but maybe being from, from your home. So basically... Telemedicine. So, so it's, it's basically to have access to that machine from abroad. And uh, I posted this uh, challenge to my team at the Venture Capital Fund. And they were now very reluctant. They were saying, no, that was, this will be very difficult. We don't have much time. We're working from home. So I said, okay, you know what? Let me, let me start. Let me try to start and, and, and we will see how it goes. And I start working and working a lot. And today that project is a reality and the rest of the team start getting involved as they saw the project coming. So to answer specifically, and I'm sorry again, I, 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 I'm uh, a big talker, I talk too much. Um, I think that a, a good way to lead it's by example. And that's what I believe uh, regarding leadership. Let me maybe dig a little bit deeper into that topic. Um... There appears to be a shift from leaders holding power according to the conservative ways of uh, leading or managing teams, right? So like the hierarchical way. So the manager is the one that has the power. And towards going into a way of working where actually the manager or leader is the one empowering the team members, right? So the role shifts from the one of decision-taking into a role of making sure that your team members can make the best decisions and have all the tools that they need to actually fulfill the role. And one of the big things that you and I have already discussed some time ago is because of the implementation of tools that are based on digitalization, big data, and artificial intelligence, the role of the manager also is changing. In a similar perspective, before a manager was supposed to be the one that was the most knowledgeable. You should have 
the answers to pretty much all questions that are put forward to you. But because big data digitalization and AI are, is coming you know, up very strongly, there is a belief that very soon some of these questions will be better answered actually by tools and not so any longer by a manager. So that actually that also requires um, a shift in the mindset from, so the first shift would be like from power to empowering people. And the other shift could be from always being giving answers to actually raising the right questions to actually get to the best result. And because we have um, talked about this earlier, I wanted to know from you if you think that this kind of new perspective into working and leading makes sense to you. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, yes. Uh, I, I, I also believe that um, in order to create value, and when I say create value is the most uh, broad definition of that, um, you need to collaborate. It's impossible that one person, one leader, knows everything and has all the power. And I mean, he will be able to create value, but of course it would be impossible to uh, compare that to the value, aggregated value, that many people can, can, can create. And so uh, I, I, my mind is set up to work in a, in a collaborative, collaborative way. Oh, my English, I hit it. Uh, basically working all together in collaboration with your friends, with your teammates, with your colleagues, everybody. Um, this tendency that you, that you mentioned, described, mentioned, of big data, machine learning, intelli in, uh, artificial intelligence, everything, uh, that's coming. It's here already. And, and of course, it's making machines more and more intelligent. But also, let me, let me put it a little bit more, re more, more um, realistic. It's let's talk about millennials and, and, and let's talk about the knowledge and the mindset they have, which is uh, many times different than the one that I have. I don't want to put you in my same, in my, in my same uh, age uh, book. Uh, but uh, in, in this case, um, millennials have many times answers, m better answers than the one that we can provide as supposedly leaders. So I, I do think uh, very strongly that a, a good leader today has to empower as you mentioned, has to empower the rest. But more, more than that, has to know how to create teams, to build teams, to make them collaborate, to identify leaders inside the teams and put the right challenge to them. So I, I completely agree that the whole uh, old-fashioned definition of a leader, that it's a one single person that knows everything, it's changing a lot. If you, I have, I have, uh, had the chance, and, and I love it, which is amazing to uh, teach, to give, to give either or 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 a coaching session, or a mentoring, or even larger sessions to students. And um, uh, there's a, a university, Universidad Católica, Catholic University in Chile, that I used to be a professor until uh, uh, five years ago, and uh, and I had sixty students. And most of the times, they will ask so good questions. And this, this was an IP class. It was a basic IP entry-level uh, class. 
that you can realize that with Google, they know, they knew much more than, than, than you knew many times. So many times, and you have to be honest, that, you know what, uh, you got me, let me go back, study, and next Tuesday I will come back to you with an answer. Uh, I think that's, that's, that came already, and that will stay and be every, every, every moment or every day bigger and more stronger than you will, that, than the knowledge will be in, the, in big groups, in, in younger people, and also in machines, as you mentioned. So again, the role of a good leader would be not to know everything or all the answers, would be to understand how to create uh, teams, how to identify leaders inside the teams, and, and, and really uh, coordinate the work, coordinate the work of a group towards a, a milestone, towards a goal. Thank you. And I think you mentioned one uh, important characteristic, at least to me, and that's being humble, right? Um, the fact that we have to change our mindsets and be able to admit that we actually don't know everything, that we don't have an answer, is actually one step that leads us to the position where we can create teams, where we can involve everyone, where we can set up an atmosphere, an environment of true collaboration. So I couldn't agree more. Now, as you know, um, I'm very interested in the gender topic, um, yeah. gender equality and so on. And um, some of my previous guests in this podcast had the impression that some of the characteristics of leadership or of management may be more female, you know, kind of oriented opponent and some others would be more male. Um, and I was wondering, do you believe that leadership is somehow influenced by gender or do you believe that it's gender neutral? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, this is a, this is a, a, a extremely hot topic and, uh, and I will, um, uh, ask your permission to, uh, that we agree to disagree in some things, but, but uh, uh, let, me, let me maybe, let me go, go and, uh, and answer your, your question right away. I, I do not think that there's a, a specific, that leadership should be better uh, fit to either the female or the man uh, profile. Um, I think that it will depend on the task, on the job, on the industry, um, if it will be maybe a little bit more, uh, uh, have a better fit with a woman or a man. Okay. Having said that, um, I, I'm not, uh, 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 machist, you say, or you say machist? Okay. Did you say that? Um, and, and in fact, I, I have worked all my life with, uh, more women that, that, that men, uh, in, in, in the law firm, we're 18. And we are only three men. All the rest are, are girls. And and uh, my my partners, uh, the, the the two lawyers are women, and the head of the IP, the patent division is a woman. So, I the, the, there was since I since I was young, I never felt this difference. And in fact, I learned to appreciate the qualities of the woman in the professional area uh, that we're talking. Um, nevertheless, I do believe that men and women are different. And being different 
it's not bad at all. In fact, in many ways, for some things, I think uh, that women are much, much better than men. And for others, men are better than women. Um, that, of course, has all the exceptions in the world. But it, this is my, my, my general perception. And having said that, um, I do appreciate that differentiation. So I value the, um, the value added that a woman brings to the table in working in a, in a, in a team, for example. Uh, or if I take you to my venture capital fund, we, we have an investment committee and we, have, uh, we need to have more diversity. We have only one woman of five. So it's four men, one woman. And, um, but that, that woman brings to the discussion a different angle every time. And it's always a super valid angle. You know what I'm saying? So, so, I, so what I say uh, when I try to defend is that we are different and we have to um, appreciate that difference, uh, embrace that difference and, and use that difference in a good way. Uh, I have two daughters of 22 years old and 19 years old. So they're, they're all into this and they have correct me so many times. For example, uh, that, that, that I agree sometimes you tend to be a little bit machist in, in some things. So, so this is uh, not maybe a good example uh, that, that will uh, be good for my family, but um, how do you say in English garabatos, when you say uh, a bad word? Uh, you bad language, you use bad language? Ba okay, bad language. So um, I used to, I would say not too long ago, two years, three years maybe, and when they grew and the, and the dinner table started being a fun with discussions and stuff, and sometimes they, uh, one of my girls, Belen or Sophia, will say a bad, will speak bad language. And I say, well, women don't do, women don't do that, you see? And, that, and they will jump all over me. Why women? Why not men? I mean, everybody. And I start changing my language. And I start taking care of that. And they are right. I mean, it, that's not something that women can do or cannot do and men can do because they're men. Men can talk bad language. No, nobody can talk bad language in my house. So I learned that. So I learned that some things, uh, you, you tr tend to treat women a little bit different. Uh, for example, and that's have never been done in my case, uh, in my, my house, I wash dishes. Uh, all my kids take the plates off the table and serve the table. They put the table, I mean, men and women. That's zero differentiation there, zero, okay? But... When you, when you take it to a different level, and again, to a professional level, I, I, I do believe that there's, in generally speaking, there is, there is a difference between uh, women and men, and that you have to embrace that difference, and you have to use that difference. And you don't have to, you should not pretend to say, hey, men and women are the same. Yeah, we are the same in the rights. We have the same rights. We have the same everything we should have the same opportunities that they we, that you don't women do not have the same opportunities as men that all should be equal but we are different in the ways that our way of thinking our way of feeling our way of approaching things uh, we are different we we should try to identify that difference and make it make it work to the group and to the company uh, the, the 
basically that's my belief and and you I can we, you can say whatever you want <laughs> i'm sorry for that no worries I, I think we overall agree um in particular based on the fact that we're all individuals and every individual is a world apart and every individual is unique so every individual will have different components like gender like you know social economic environment like you know religion um you know nationality and so on that will actually shape who you are and what you do and what your capabilities are i think we agree that there is that we are all different from each other no one is the same as the other i think there is a uniqueness to each human being and obviously there is um if we look at the general principles there is also um differences between male and, and female i think the important point to me and you mentioned it just now is that the principle that should guide us in this discussion is really accepting the accepting the fact that we have all the same rights right and that's what we strive for i think that's a, that's kind of where i try to um influence others to think about when they when they are acting or displaying behavior that clearly points towards making a difference that it's not really on the gender as you defined it but rather on you know girls cannot do maths because they're not good at it and they only should kind of do arts and literature or whatever i think sure. those are the things that we that we should kind of fight against Get um, and so i think we are on the same page on that on that side so actually we are running a little bit out of time so i will get to my last question okay. and um if you would be able to talk to yourself when you were in your 20s what would be your advice wow you should have sent these questions to me in advance <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's the yeah that's because that i want to I... have like your your sincere and just uh you know natural answers to the questions wow wow let me let me say what what my gut feeling uh, it's it's my first answer um is that and and it is it's not a good advice that this and and i will not like ending this podcast with a bad feeling but but uh, it's a sense of reality and and it's uh my advice would be that that you should not take things for granted um that uh you have to uh, value appreciate what what you have and you have to understand that um that uh, things can change and that you have to strive you say strive work hard mm -hmm. um towards towards um reaching your goals or achieving your goals and um and that um that that things that you accomplish one time could change and if you achieve it one time it doesn't mean that you will be achieving that all the time um sounds like very good advice so, to me like <laughs> but at I the same think, time i said i don't think it's I, a negative note actually i think it um particular in the current context that we are in right we all have gone through 
difficult time with respect to the COVID-19 situation. A lot of people have um, really have had a terrific impact on their lives and, um, you know, work situations. So we see a lot of um, um, difficult situations happening around us. So I think it's, it's a very valuable advice that, um, you know, especially when we're in our 20s, we have the feeling that we can conquer the world <laughs> over and over again because our body is still there, you know, it's the beginning. We don't know very much about the bad sides of life if we are lucky. Um, so I would agree with that. And, and by the way, it's also um, a good advice in the sense of what this podcast wants to achieve, right? What we are trying to do is really sharing perspective opinions, ideas, so that others can listen to it and then ask themselves, would I also agree with that or would I advise something different? Because at the end, the advice you would be giving to yourself when you look back, it's an advice that is, you know, imprinted by what you have already lived, which is the advantage, right? Because when you would ask someone who is 20, what is the advice you give yourself now that you're 20? Obviously, that's a very different advice from the one that you give when you have lived another 30 years and have gone through it. Absolutely. But I may, I, may I finish with one more advice that it's, I think I did it in a good way. I, di I did it correctly, which is uh, when you're 20, you dream. You dream uh, a lot. You dream about life. Uh, you have good vibes all over. There's almost nothing bad happening to, to, to some lucky uh, guys like myself um, but one advice is and I have done it and I am proud of it it's to keep on dreaming and I'm a dreamer I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dreamer and many times my, my kids uh, uh, pick on me all the time because I dream for example of uh, having at some point an RV you know the motorhomes an RV and have it in my house and then uh, maybe living in my RV when I'm 60 years old and traveling uh, Chile all over, 60 months, and working at the RV or doing whatever. But that's a dream. I dream to have a place in the south of Chile, which is, you will go sometime to Chiloé, which is an island at the south. And it's a, it's a paradise. And I dream to, and I, and I have these dreams. And I do not know if I will accomplish them, but uh, I think having dreams push you uh, a little bit further all the time. And, and, I, and I, if I can advise my 20 years old, uh, uh, 30 years away, I would say keep on dreaming because that's a good thing. Well, I couldn't wish for a better closure of this um, conversation because I think it's so important, despite everything that happens around us, despite difficulties that we, we face, I think that um, hope, does a lot. So if one has dreams, there's always hope to be able to achieve those. So I would like to thank you for being part of today's session. Ellen, it has been a pleasure. Stay safe. Uh, thank you, Mirta. Thank you. Sincerely, thank you to you. Um, sorry, I got a little bit emotional at some point, but uh, that's me also. <laughs> so thank you. Appreciate your time and, and I hope it went well. <laughs> thank you so much, Ellen. I hope you liked this episode of Leadership in English. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on your respective platform and subscribe to our podcast. See you soon!